What's happening, people? It is Cooper. The Welcome to Cooperville podcast is proudly brought to you by my friends over at Midwest Meals. Midwestmeals.com is the website. It is so convenient. You know, I had Matt Daniels on uh, an episode just a couple episodes back uh, talking about his meal prep. And, you know, he basically takes a day and cooks up his meals for the entire week. So the whole day he spends cooking chicken and putting rice into things. And so he's prepared. Obviously, he's a guy who travels. He's all over the country doing things on tour with Shallow Side. But if you're not quite that uh, not locationed at all times, Midwest Meals, here's what they do. They do all that meal prep for you. So your meals are ready to go for the week. All you have to do is go to MidwestMeals.com, pick out the meals you want for the week, add them to your subscription, get that done by Friday. And then on Monday, no matter where you are, nationwide, they will ship to your house. Your meals will arrive and you are set to go. Meal prep, check done for the week. And if you're local, if you're here in the uh, in the Valley, you can just stop into one of their many pickup locations and grab your meals for the week on Monday. Very cool stuff. You got your macros counted on there, calorie count. They have uh, the macro calculator on the website, which you can go and see where your goals are at. Like if you want to gain muscle, you want to lose some weight, you want to maintain, add all your stuff in, your info in, and boom, it'll pop out the number of each that you need to have in your body to achieve those aforementioned goals. Midwestmeals.com. Promo code is Cooper. Get 10% off your first order. Midwestmeals.com. Hashtag MidwestFitFam. Ballwash, proud new sponsor of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. They got everything, guys, for your guys down there. Mm-hmm. The stanky parts. The wash, the rub, the spray, and they actually just added a new product line. I just got the email a couple of days ago. Quickies Body Wipes. So when you're on the go and you want to get all that sweaty, dirty grossness off the rest of your body, bigger, better, extra large wipes available now from Ballsy, the makers of Ball Wash. Ballwash.com is the website. Go there and uh, check out their fine products in all their different scent profiles. And at checkout, use the promo code COOPER and get 15% off that order. Ballwash.com, hashtag live life balls out. Violent Gentlemen Hockey Club, you know those guys. Proud sponsors of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. Their hoodie collection, like I, I want all of them. I am kind of a hoodie connoisseur when it comes to the fall and winter seasons. It's kind of my go-to. Yes, they're all black, so that's just that's just me. But man, I want each and every one of those Valent Gentlemen hoodies and pullover sweatshirts. It's me. I have an addiction problem. You need to go and check them out and see exactly what I'm talking about. ViolentGentlemen.com. Find something you like. It could Maybe it's not hoodies. There's t-shirts. There's ladies wear. There's caps. There's everything. Jerseys. Jump on board. ViolentGentlemen.com. Promo code is Cooperville15. 15% off your first order. ViolentGentlemen.com. And you know, the show wouldn't be complete without a couple Monster Energies keeping us fueled over here, keeping the workouts going, focused and hydrated with Monster Hydro. You know, they got all the varieties. They got the original. They got a whole bunch of different flavors. The Ultra Line, which we're talking zero sugar, zero calorie. Hashtag Monster Podcasts. This was a fantastic conversation. If you have any interest in business or pursuing a business on your own, entrepreneurship. We had a great conversation. Adam Gardner from Hello Adorn is on the program. And man, we kind of covered all. And we go back to when entrepreneurship wasn't even a thing that was talked about to now things are coming home with our kids talking about being an entrepreneur. If you're tired of the grind and the each and every day, this could be the episode for you. This may be the, the episode that triggers that thing in your mind that says, you know what? I'm going to go and do it. And you should. Adam Gardner, my guest on the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. It starts right now. 
Welcome to Cooperville. The Welcome to Cooperville podcast. On demand anywhere quality podcasts are available. And some places where cheap podcasts are available. And the local gas station has some. Subscribe. Get updates. Feel better about your life. Welcome to Cooperville.com. Check, 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 one, check, check. Welcome to Cooperville. Make sure you use a coaster. The wife gets upset when we leave rings on the tables. Adam Gardner is my guest on the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. We're going to talk entrepreneurship. We're going to talk people telling you you shouldn't do stuff and doing it anyway, being the rebels that we are. Adam, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. What do you think of the, the lab down here? I love the lab. Chill vibe? I love the vibe. Feels real good. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, you know, we were... And we'll get off topic a lot on this because it's kind of, I have like severe ADD, which I pass along to my son and I apologize to him every day that he wakes up. But, you know, we had, uh, we had talked about eventually, you know, the podcast moving to, to its own building and having kind of its own space. Uh, and the people I've had down here are like, you got to like somehow manifest this room into yeah, yeah. like, you know, you have to recreate a little somehow, bit. Somehow <laughs> like take all your furniture out and bring it over to, uh, to a new space. But no, I, I'm glad you're down here. A uh, short kind of, uh, connection of how Adam and I got together and have this podcast right now is we had uh, a couple episodes ago Jim Brewer uh, who's the co-owner co-owner of Momentum Sport Fitness. Um, we just it, the cool thing about this podcast is it's really conversational. It's open. It doesn't have like a oh here's where we end. And we just got off on random topics about things and uh, you know entrepreneurship got brought up and and kind of the the correlation between. Uh, fitness regiment and a, and a you know healthy eating regiment and kind of the entrepreneurial world because there's there's struggles with all of them a lot of times you're out of your comfort zone and after the podcast he brought Adam up as, as somebody who would be a great guest because he's kind of he's gone through you know these entrepreneur things and, and the struggles that go along with them and and the decisions that need to be made and really opens a lot of eyes to a lot of the stuff that I've talked about on this podcast and that's as you get into looking at your life and figuring out your mindset, which we've discussed a ton as of late. A lot of times you see things or you're driven to do things, you're passionate about something, or you see an opportunity. And we talked about this in the open is you kind of see it. And then you find a reason that I'm not going to go down that road. Yeah. You got to find something to put in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> you find an obstacle. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's amazing how easy those obstacles show up. They're everywhere. And you're like, Oh no, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's really windy today. So yeah. I, I probably shouldn't go out. <laughs> yeah. I don't have the right jacket to go to this uh, particular meeting. Um, but I want to get a little bit of background on you. Uh, you're, you're a resident, you're a EC, yes, UWC grad yep. and, and went to school for business and you had some entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, which is an easy word to say, uh, uh, elements of your your education kind of let's start there and kind of go yeah yeah through your yeah let's so, talk about your life yeah sounds perfect uh no so i i did i graduated from uwc in 2003 mm. um i i would say my college experience i was pretty lost in college to be completely <laughs> honest <laughs> makes sense um like you know i just i didn't know exactly what i wanted to do mm. um but the fourth year my last year i did the entrepreneur program uh, i was i was turned on to that by my brother actually who did it first and that's where I met a lot of, I guess you could say, mentors in the community, people that came to talk to our class. And man, it just got my gears turning. It got me excited. Still didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with that excitement or where I was going to apply it. Right. Um, but again, it just got me realizing like, wow, I can really create whatever I want. And that was the mindset that I walked out of college with. So when I graduated, I got out of there thinking, 
what can I do that's different? Because mm-hmm. if you go back to 03, market was solid and 03 right. jobs are everywhere. I could have mm-hmm. worked for Target or Aldi, right? You'd go to all the career yeah. fairs and they had great gigs and cushy jobs and security blankets and all that. But for me, I was looking for for something different. Um, and that's where I stumbled into the insurance industry. Ultimately, that was that was the hybrid for me. That was like, here, be self-employed, put your time, energy and effort into it. Um, but you don't have to go to the bank and get, you know, a hundred thousand dollar loan right. to get something started. It was just going to be my, my effort. And that's what attracted me to that out of college. So Aflac is, is the company that you went into to work yep. for. Uh, but like you said, kind of independent, you were yeah doing your own thing, but I mean, there's a, there's a structure there. There's some, there's some corporate structure, but, um, you were still able to, uh, progress and grow. And, you know, obviously with that, that's, that's hard work. That's, you know, putting your time in, putting your effort in, understanding, you know, the business that you're in and what your, obviously your objectives and goals are. Um, so go kind of go through that, you know, obviously you're growing, you know, there's, when, when do the family changes start to intertwine themselves with, uh, with your career? Yeah. So, so I stumbled into Affleck, like I said, and I say stumbled because it's not like anybody grew up you know, wanting to sell insurance. That wasn't like top, top on my radar, right? I was going to be a football player, but yeah, this was, was also... I was going to be a football not, player, and then my dad tells me if that didn't work out, I was going to be a stuntman, right? So those were... <laughs> you got two clear-cut paths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, those were my original aspirations. But uh, but no, I found insurance, and like I said, it, it truly is. There's a lot of models like insurance mm-hmm. out there. I encourage people. I mean, I loved my experience in the insurance right. industry um, because it was a model, like I said, that hybrid where I could really be in business for myself, mm-hmm. but you have a lot of support. I mean, let's yeah. be honest, it's Aflac, you got the duck, you got the branding, um, you got the back end handling claims and all the things like that. So really you're just mm-hmm. there to distribute the product. Right. <laughs> like That's your part of the business mm-hmm. is to represent that and, and to explain that to people. So, so I took that as just an agent role, you know, just knocking on doors, meeting with businesses. I was intrigued by business. So that was the real catch of Aflac was it was mm-hmm. business to business sales. I didn't want to hit up all my buddies and friends and things like that. I really wanted to get into the business world. So I did that for a year. And to be completely honest, I was only so good at it. <laughs> I'm not the best salesman. I've always told people that. But I, I helped some people in that first year and they right. saw some leadership skills in me, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was approached to get into the coordinator roles. So after a year of being an agent, that's where I got into management. And that became my path for the next 12 years with Aflac. Um, and I can fill in any gaps, but basically I went from being an associate for a year to a coordinator in training for a year to a district manager for four years where I really got to grow a team and start to help other individuals. And then they gave me the promotion to a regional sales coordinator, which Mm -hmm. now you're taking on some more business responsibility. You're taking on the office expenses. You're taking on the payroll. You're, you know, you have an administrator that's going to help you with the recruiting efforts and everything else. And you're really ultimately responsible for, at the time, I was responsible for about 40 agents, right, wow. in Northwest yeah. Wisconsin. Um, so as a young kid, that was exciting. That was very cool for me. Um, but over time, I just kept, I guess I was burning out a little bit in that industry. I needed some change. I had made a real good connection with the gentleman that ran the state of Wisconsin. And so we transitioned out of that role into a state trainer role. Um, so I spent almost two years as state trainer, which ultimately is anyone that's responsible for anything in Aflac. I was going to mm-hmm. be doing the training. I was going to be putting together the courses. I was going to work with management. I was going to work with agents. So I was doing that, all of these roles being self-employed, all of these roles for me with the intention of building a residual income. Because right. I knew this wasn't my end game. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to retire at Aflac. I started mm-hmm. too young. I didn't like it enough to do it forever. But I knew I was building an income on the back end the whole time I was doing it. 
And every promotion I took, I was taking a smaller piece of everything, but it was spread out farther because I wanted to build a long-term run that I could leave with this. So back to that long story short, the state trainer role, they wanted to make it into a corporate gig. And that's when I bounced. (laughs) I was like, cool, it's going to be W2. All right, I'm out. And I'm done. And I'm done. That was it. It was a real easy decision. My boss knew that was going to be the move. Um, So the gentleman that at the time then was running the Eau Claire area and the Northwest Wisconsin area basically recruited me back said hey i got three small teams i'll put them all together we want you to run a big team we want you to make a good run and i did that for about a year and a half on my way out Mm -hmm. um and in that last role and in all of this process as you said when did family change when did things change that led me on the way out um i guess i got to back up a little bit for that but you know my daughter was born when i was a year two years into that business Mm -hmm. you know and that was part of my decision of okay it's time to commit you know that's where i got real serious Um, that's where I was providing for somebody besides just myself. Um, so that's what kind of started, you know, my intensity, I guess, around growing and growing in an area where, where I could be consistently here, um, and not traveling all the time. So through those years, my wife, I met my wife, um, in 2009 is when I met my wife. Mm -hmm. I was already in the Aflac biz. She was running a clothing store in town called Mm -hmm. Isabel and company in Eau Claire. It was a high end women's clothing. That's Mm -hmm. what she was doing. Long story short, as we transitioned that from downtown Eau Claire, which at the time was a pretty dead zone for shopping. A little little dismal down there. A little dismal back in the day. It's getting better. It's got a lot better vibe, a lot better energy down there now, but we had to remove that store from there and we put it in the mall for a few years. Um, you know, we deal with mall hours. You deal with a lot of stuff. It wasn't you deal with mall pricing. Mall pri- yeah, yeah, I mean, it was. A she ridiculous. had a boutique, cool store, right? And then you try and fit it in the mall, and we tried to build it out, and it only worked so good. So right. again, long story short, um, we ended up close closing that down. And the initial plan was she was going to create a website. And we we're going to sell clothes online, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. we knew, like, hey, the internet's where things are going. That's where the traffic is. So that was the original plan. We had kind of converted like this room down here. We had converted our, you know, extra room in the basement mm-hmm. into like a photo shoot room. Yeah. And we had some friends coming over and doing a photos. Um, but in that time, she was also always making a little bit of jewelry to sell at the store. You know, you're working in a retail store. You're sitting around a lot. You're not doing much. And she would be making jewelry that she could sell at the store ultimately. Mm-hmm. And what we found was, you know, to sell dresses online, right? You, you got to photograph them. You got to order all these sizes. You can only have so many in each size and each style. Mm-hmm. What we found was with jewelry, you could make a necklace, take a picture of it, and you could sell that thing as many times as you want, right? Right, Because yeah. we're doing made to order. So mm-hmm. the people are ordering and then we're sending it out from there. So anyways, those things were all happening as our kids were growing older, as I was getting burnt out in my role. <laughs> so like everything, everybody's got their story. Everybody's got right. their uniqueness, right? Like you're unique like everyone else. That's how I feel. And uh, so all those things happening. And then I guess really the biggest change, my wife's mother had passed away Mm -hmm. um, right after we got married in 2013 and she had already lost her father. So, you know, those are things that I hadn't experienced yet. And those are things that make you just go, whoa, hold on a sec, right? (laughs) I mean, things are working and we're moving and things are going fast, but are we really happy? Are we really getting to be a part of everything with the kids? And I think that's where we really started thinking we could do this thing. Like, we, you know, we've residual income or not coming from Aflac. This thing's real. We just need more energy and effort into it. And ultimately, that's kind of what led to this decision for me to leave Aflac and just jump in full time with my wife, really rebrand everything, you know, create all the new content and just go all in. And, and right. that's what we did. I left Aflac uh, 
end of the first quarter in 2016. Right. So it was a heck of a run. You know, I made a 13-year run with them. Um, the gig with Aflac is 10 years and you're fully vested. You get to leave with everything, all your renewals. So those are things that I share because, you know, it's not a, it's not an arrogance thing or a bragging thing. Right. It's like, because I, I think everybody, like, they think of entrepreneurship and everything has to be like, a certain way you know Mm -hmm. there's a million ways to work for yourself in this world and there's a million models that are out there that all you have to do is execute Mm -hmm. and like if you're young and you're hungry and you don't know what you want to do yet that'd be a great option because it's not only going to take care of you while you're doing it but it's going to set you up to have some flexibility when you're in your 30s when you start figuring i mean we were talking about right Mm -hmm. like there's something about like you get to your 30s and mid 30s and all of a sudden all your buddies and everybody are like Oh man, am I happy in life? Like, or oh. <laughs> am I doing the right thing? Is this or, the right path? Yeah. I, I should have been that stunt man, like yeah. my dad said. Yeah, right. Damn it. So that's that's how I feel, at least. Right. Like, I, and when I left, when you leave something like that, mm. you have a lot of people reach out to you. Like, yeah. maybe that's why I felt that. You know, I left Aflac when I was, I don't know, say 35 or whatever it was then. And I had all these people reach out to me, like, oh man, like, I have this idea, you know, right. I've always yeah. wanted to oh, yeah. do this thing. And I'm like, really? Like I had no idea or I had no idea how many miserable, how many people were miserable in their current roles, mm-hmm. but they were already, like I had mentioned to you in the opening when we were just discussing, you know, we had gotten to a point where people get to like 30 years old, you have one kid and you're like, Oh, it's too late. Right. Right. Like exactly. I got a budget, I got an income, mm-hmm. I got a mortgage, man, it's too late. And I just never wanted to conform to that. I just couldn't take I wasn't going to hold that belief. You know, I was going to hold beliefs that were a little bit more exciting to me. And that was basically that we can recreate it. We can do this success, but we can do it in a way where I'm not staying at a La Quinta in Madison, right? Right. And getting my free cookie and water bottle. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Welcome to La Quinta. Shameless plug there. Yeah, yeah. La Quinta in. (laughs) Feel free. Send a check. Get a free chocolate chip cookie and water bottle. Yeah. (laughs) Send send that to Cooperville Studios. You know, I I think, you know, I want to circle back to something that you mentioned, uh, you know, being a part of this, being a part of Aflac, you know, having that steady income, the residual coming in, um, where I see a lot of people, and, and then you kind of brought this back up at the tail end there, is when you get into that kind of pattern and you have the money's coming in and there's obviously in, in that world, there are successes, there's promotions, there's more opportunity. You know, a lot of people can fall into that, like those buddies in the 30s that are doing the job. You get into, all right, I have a wife, I have a kid, yep. um, I have an income, I can't take the risk of... In not necessarily maybe quitting it, but you know, putting less effort into my job because I'm I'm also trying to focus on this or expanding my focus to do more than one thing to pursue something that down the road could be lucrative or could support the family or something I'm passionate about. So I go to work and I'm happy every day. So you, if you go out and you kind of look at the the mass populace of people, you see a lot of that. You oh know, yeah. Even people that didn't necessarily go to college for it, but you you kind of find a thing. You know, I I'd classify myself as that doing radio for twenty years, is I found my thing and I was doing my thing and really, I was comfortable, like yeah. super duper comfortable. I always knew. Surprise! That wasn't a fairy tale ending. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. I always knew that I had that one thing. Yeah, and I yeah. mentioned this to you in in our open. It's every day I was like, hey this is chaotic and my, you know, my kids having this going on and, you know, my wife and I have this going on and it's, but I have this constant and it's here and I could have, and would have, I would have rolled off into the rest of my life and done radio, reached the ceiling, which I was closing in on anyway, as far as, you know, financial gain without stepping into like a 
managerial role or yep. middle management or, or trying to pursue something outside of what I wanted to do. And that was create and, and, and do entertaining things and, and help the community and, and charitable work. But people kind of fall into that, you know, that, that lane, you know, you're yeah, in the dude, middle it's lane. The gold, it's the coasting. golden handcuffs, dude. That's what yeah. it is. Like, that's what I call it. It's the golden handcuffs. And like, and you see it, you know, I, I see it in the Affleck where like, I got buddies that are self-employed and crushing it in that game, mm-hmm. right? Financially, yeah. however society would want to define success, they're doing it but they're not happy and they want something different. But man, it's those golden handcuffs, right? Like who else is going to pay me that much? And that was the belief I carried around. Like, I mean, you know, living in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, right? Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to make big city money in a small market, you know, and that that's challenging. There's only so many high paying gigs around here. So when you create something on your own, like I did an insurance and it was paying me a significant amount of money, I carried around this belief, like, yeah, this sucks. And yeah, this is hard. But you know what? Nobody else is going to pay me this much money. Mm-hmm. And then it was like that thought of like, what if we paid ourselves this much money? Yeah. <laughs> like, like somebody mm-hmm. might not put me on their payroll for that much. But man, could we recreate this and we could do it in a way that we can have a little bit more control over that mm-hmm. feels a little bit more like us that gives us not that I didn't have autonomy in Affleck, but true autonomy Mm -hmm. and with that comes true responsibility right like that's what we were kind of talking about like entrepreneurship has become this cool trendy word i guess that everybody's talking about and and people are intrigued by it but they don't really want to jump in at that ground level and just work in the dirt i guess right you know to make something move and and not that everybody has to start in the dirt and work their way up. It's just been my experience, so I'm just willing to do it. Yeah. I just know, like, could things be easier? Could I have done things better? Heck yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure I could. I'm sure people from an outside perspective could tell me, like, well, you could have done this better. You could have moved this. But for me, you know, that that that's really all I knew. And I knew that if I worked hard, things were going to unfold the way I wanted them to. Yeah. It goes back to, like, I remember leaving high school. And my senior quote was, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm on my way. I still kind of feel that way, right? Like <laughs> I'm, on a, I'm on a path. Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't mean like, oh, I get to be lazy and sit around and things will yeah. happen for me. Not that, how it works. That saying to me feels like I'm on my way. Mm-hmm. I haven't had figured everything out and I don't need to figure everything out yet. Like things yeah. are working and things are coming together. Things are manifesting because we're putting a ton of energy and attention into it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're experiencing. When you made that decision, you know, obviously your wife had had some had some roots and, 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 and had some things that were already had some success. Um, but you make a, a major life decision from, uh, maybe, maybe from an, an outsider's perspective and you brought yep. an outside perspective and people can look at that and have a mindset of like, Whoa, dude, like, um, I think you're going to leave your X, Y, Z amount paying job. You know, yep. that money's there, you know, it's coming in and you're just going to leave it. Yep. You know, I, I can see that happening. It's happened to me and, and I'm sure a lot of other entrepreneurs who have either left or, you know, gone into a different thing and left something behind that was, was those golden handcuffs. Yeah. yeah. Did you have a lot of outside, uh, there's going to be supporters and people that, that believe in you and believe in what you're doing. Even some of those supporters can be like, you got this go team go. Like I, yeah. I believe in you, <laughs> but you really maybe should have a, a plan yeah, yeah. B or a plan C or maybe while you how much, I want to say pushback you got, but did you have some people that maybe out of concern 
Oh, yeah. We're like, man, maybe you should oh, ride yeah. the wave a little bit longer before you jump off. Yeah, I think, well, because, again, I think it was like, you know, everybody's got their own definition of success, right? right. But I think society from a, from a whole viewpoint looks at it like, oh, cool, he's making all this money and he's self-employed mm-hmm. and it's working. So I had a lot of friends in the industry, you know, mm-hmm. like reaching out to me kind of more... I don't know if it was support or what it was, but more just like, what are you doing? You know, yeah. kind of that, like, yeah. this is working. Like you, you spent, cause, cause in the beginning years, it was only working so good. Right. So you right. did all that. You, you laid the groundwork. Now we're getting this delayed gratification. I mean, this is working like clockwork. Why are you leaving? But to me, again, there was more to it than money. I, mm. I, like I like money. I, I mean, I think some, you know, we talked about the, the trendiness of entrepreneurship and like people want to have like lifestyle businesses like, oh, right. you don't need to make any money. Man, it's fine to make money. Yeah. I don't think you should have any shame in that. I think it's great. But but that's not like the driving force for me. Those are things that, that come, you know, as you're focused on other areas. So for me, I just had to make that decision. It was a huge decision and it shocked a lot of people. But like I mentioned earlier, kind of mm-hmm. circling back to it, I was super surprised to see how many people on the other end reached out more like using it as motivation. Like, man, I want to leave too. <laughs> like, I, dude, <laughs> I'm you. almost gone. And like, now you did it. Oh, I really yeah. want to do it. And like, that was cool for yeah. me to hear because that just like opened. I didn't know many. I didn't know that many people I knew were that unhappy with what they were doing. And if you think about it, as we get into these later years, man, what you're doing for a livelihood is a lot of your time. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. a lot of your time is spent. And the thing that really got me to move, you know, we're talking about kids. The one thing I was hanging on to was like, I'm giving our girls an example of what it's like to be a hardworking, successful business person. Mm-hmm. And then I heard our youngest daughter make a comment to somebody one day and she said, oh, all my dad does is eat cheese and crackers and watch golf. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> was well, like, uh, but let's think about it from her yeah, perspective, right? Yeah. Let's rewind four years. And she's only, you know, eight, nine years old. And she just sees me come home and I'm burnt out and I'm right. ornery and I'm irritable. And I'm just going to grab some cheese and crackers, sit on the couch and watch, watch some golf, TV, watch dude. Some I'm going to tune man. out. I'm done. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, okay. So kids just feel you. They don't know what you do day to day all the time, but they know if you're happy. They know if you bring energy home. And at that time, I wasn't bringing energy home. And that was between that comment and my wife saying, here's the deal. Yeah. She's with me. Like money's not like leave it or or find a way to be happy there or we're leaving and we're doing something else. Right. And that was where that decision came for me. And And I would say, and you know, to give a ton of credit to my wife, what, you know, to be honest on here in full transparency, you know, my wife, like I said, was already starting this process, man. Right. She put in so much groundwork to get this business started. And I'm somebody that always says like, it's harder to create something, mm-hmm. right? It's easier to make something better. Right. And so I was blessed with the opportunity to take something that my wife had created out of thin air and ultimately try and help make it better. And with that, comes a whole lot of ego and pride swallowing. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) there's a lot of people I worked with in that world of of the insurance industry that I don't know if they would have done that move. I don't know that they would have done some of the tasks that I did in those first months when the business wasn't big enough to really be overly exciting. And, you know, it was like I was I was making the most simple piece of jewelry because it's the first thing I could learn. And it was the first thing I could alleviate off her plate to let us make the next step. And like I said, that goes back to my just willingness to like, man, I'm just going to put in the work and and, and I'm just going to be focused on something and, and then let it unfold and, and trust that that work, energy and effort will allow something greater to unfold for me. And that's what I'm experiencing now. 
you know, we talked a little bit in the open um, about the next generation and, you know, you mentioned kids and, and perspective yeah. and, and what your kids say, you know, being in the same boat, really working from home for the most part since February. Um, you know, I had another, another job that kind of slid in there that was bringing some, some cash flow in, which, which helped us get through the summer. But again, it wasn't one of those things that I was like super duper happy with. I'm like, oh, right. this is, you know, I don't, I don't do sales necessarily. You know, I've been, I was in an industry really for 20 years where a lot of the things that, that I made happen in that dimension, in that world were done because we were doing something awesome and we wanted people to be a part of it, be a part of that greater project yep. and let the salesperson come in and be like the, okay, well, here's where it's going to cost you. <laughs> I was like, I was the grandiose idea guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, we're going to do a golf outing for veterans and it's going to be like the craziest golf outing you've ever heard. We're going to have bouncy houses and we're going to have shots and we're going to have a football launcher. You know, we're going to, it's going to be wild and crazy. Yeah. And, um, somebody else would come in and sell you the, the, the package that comes with it, not me. So I you know when I got into that kind of role, really it was, it was painful for me to, to step out of that comfort zone. I learned a lot, but it was just woke up and was just not, in it yeah and and i think you know my kid was witness to that especially during the summer months when they're home yeah just like you know i'm like i gotta go down and make 30 phone calls today and you know blind sales and all this other and i mean and he just he knew yeah after i would come up from that that session of phone calls and and dealing with clients which which i'm sure you have yeah you know, yeah you know how that goes that there was just a uh and that energy that vibe that you give off has nothing to do with what they're doing, what your kids are doing, yep. what your what your spouse is doing. It's just your mood is so downtrodden. And when I started, when I kind of got out of that, got that mess out of the way, and started to really look at, man, I can I can figure things out. Like I, I have like ideas. And as soon as you start kind of putting things out, and I'm not a, a, a secret guy, you know, yeah, yeah. I, the manifesting thing. I, I think that's. It's real if you, but you have to put in the work. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. affirmations, like if you know my bathroom, which is down here in the dungeon of the basement, you know, I have them all over my my mirror, and it's not because I read them and I'm like, yeah, I read them and it reiterates in my head, like you actually have to keep hammering. Yeah, you actually have to, you know, go out and have no excuses to whether it's work out or whether it's yep. today you need to take a big step in your company, and you're maybe nervous about it, but remember, there's a reason to do it. And then you go upstairs and you kind of have this, and I go upstairs, I have this energy and my kid sees that. And he's like, yeah, like, what's up? You're smiling more, you know, you're yeah. happier. You, you, you feel younger. You're able to move more. You want to go do more stuff. But there is such a, a pass along to the next generation of what Huge. is out there, what's available, what hard work can get you. And, and I mean, there's hard work that's out there. There's, I mean, the things you were doing in Aflac, yep. coming home and having that attitude. Yep. Um, there's guys that work construction. There's guys that work in the corporate world. There's guys that work that come home and gals, not not one siding it things here, but they, you come home and you're just like, oh my gosh, this happened and this happened and yeah, man. If you're when you get to get up and you get to do something that you're passionate about, that's you know, and you were right. 
money is important. It's an important piece of the puzzle. Yeah, for to, sure. To, for the first time in 39 episodes of the podcast, to bring Ariana Grande into it. Yeah. Whoever said money can't solve your problems must yeah. not have had enough money to solve it. <laughs> you know? right. Ariana, thank you for listening to this yeah. program. We're, we're good really, plug, good plug. But you, she's a huge fan of the podcast. You know, I didn't, I wasn't aware, but she's uh, she's on board. But you, you start to... It, it all starts to work out. When I first put out this beard company idea uh, and just started writing things down and just like, I, what am I into? And I'm kind of into this and into this and, and ideas kind of spawn. And as soon as that was kind of out there, for some reason, like the universe connected me to an individual who I've known for 20 years who was like, we can make this happen. Like yeah. you have the drive and, and, the, and the want to do it. We can make this happen, you know? And well, it's putting things out there, right? Like, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is like you were saying, like when you start talking about it, saying it, saying it out loud, like when you're putting things out into the universe, the universe, I agree with you. Like it'll legitimately conspire with you yeah, yeah, <laughs> to, absolutely. Start, to start creating things you want, but you can't just sit in a room. You couldn't just sit in this basement, right? And just hang out here and be like, man, I really want to be successful, right? <laughs> and just is, think about yeah. it really, really hard. Like you got to set that intention. You got to have that intention, but then you got to go out and you got to take action, right? Like yeah. there's always like too many people, I think like contemplate, contemplate, think, analyze, analyze, and they create like, man, people will create like the greatest company or back into a company or support mm. without actually going out and selling something you right. know because they're afraid to like just sell something and figure things out along the way that's how things like to your point that's how things will start to manifest mm. you know like is is when you're actually applying the things that you're learning and for, for you to have some people come into your space man that's happened everywhere for right. us like to be honest when we made the decision the conscious decision okay we're doing this jewelry business this is going to be our jam I had one more incentive trip to fulfill with Aflac, right? And it was to the Bahamas. Like I said, oh, it was well, a good yeah. gig. Yeah. I'll take it. But like, so check this out. We go to the Bahamas. I hadn't told anybody yet. So, you know, we're with our buddies. We're at the bar. A good buddy of mine out of Milwaukee, his daughter happens to be there. Mm -hmm. She happens to be a jewelry buyer for anthropology, which is like my wife's dream, right? Like right. anthropology is an enormous company that she absolutely loves all their aesthetic, everything. But like that came into our space. We, we work with them now, right? Like we've had a partnership with them. But that happened, I think, because we made a decision like, you know, we decided at some point this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And then people will come into your space and things will happen. And I don't know, I'm not trying to sound like weird people out or anything, but right. it, it's just the reality of it. Like when you're out there and you're loud about it and you're confident about it you're going to attract other things into your space and you're going to be almost like, whoa, like almost <laughs> creeped out by it in a way like... <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it, but it doesn't happen without going back again. Like we keep saying, I think the repeated thing that we keep talking about is the hard work and mm -hmm. the effort and the energy that goes into things. Um, but you just got to have the belief that, that that hard work, energy, and effort will create the things you want, you know, so... And there's groundwork. And again, we may be weirding people out and we're okay with that. Hell, I, cool dropped, with that. I dropped Ariana Grande's name in this yeah, podcast. Totally That's cool never, that. ever happened. <laughs> but in, you start to realize and maybe, you know, hindsight is, is obviously always twenty twenty. but you, you kind of start to understand that maybe some of the small pieces of the legwork you had laid years ago, mm -hmm. you know, like friendships you developed, you know, people you ended up somehow coming across their path. I think that you're talking about that, that trip to the Bahamas, which I'm sure was beautiful and probably sunny and it's yeah. shitty here, <laughs> Good trip. but um, <laughs> next flight, yeah. but you start to like, look back, you know, when you really start to put those things out in the universe and you really start to like have a focus and things start to formulate, you know, on the back end, like we talked about, uh, here's kind of what it looks like. Here's, here's, and you go, man, you know, I had a guy 
I mean, I remember, I mean, met him. He was in a band. He was like a, you know, graphic designer. And, and, and he worked with that one company. And they said that all they had, they like threw out the ID out of their brain. And he put together exactly what they, I should reach out to him. Boom. Yeah. He's the guy that did my logo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And all these other, you know, influences in your life. And you're like, you know, I, I remember looking at that that website that one day and it had a really cool, you know, color tone to it. And I really think that incorporate. And you start to realize that all these things that kind of place themselves. I had a, a buddy of mine for five or six years who is like, you know, entrepreneur, next level, doing his own thing, multiple irons in the fire, always yeah. on the go, um, but still 100% time for the family. And at one point he had introduced me to his like accountant just as like an offshoot. Like I think at, at that time I was freshly out of radio and he was like, oh yeah, this is, oh yeah, the guy from the radio. Yeah. So it was kind of like one of those moments that yeah. were few and far between. And it was yeah. like, I was in radio for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like, oh yeah. And I reached out to him and I was like, Hey Phil, like what was that accountant guy you introduced me to? What was his name again? Things I ne- phone calls I never would have made in my life. Yeah. Uh, Cause I was never going to be at a point where I would need an accountant. Yeah. Um, or somebody to look over business taxes and things like that. And all of a sudden, like, now he's my guy. Yeah. You know, these people that kind of are thrown into your life, all of a sudden they're they're a part of your greater plan when you start to look back at them. Yeah. And that just, when you get to a struggle point and you start to, like, analyze, man, this is going to be tough. Like, how, where am I going to put a thousand two-ounce jars in my house yeah. without my wife going, <laughs> get that out of the yeah. way? Yeah. Yeah, but you start to go. Oh yeah, oh yeah. My buddy's like, hey, I got, I got room over here. All those things that you get to a challenge and you can find a way through it. And that's where a lot of people we talked about obstacles. I, I think yeah. that's a portion of this and in the open. When you get to those challenges, the first obstacle that steps in your way, some people will not be able to get past that. Even yeah. if it's simple, even if there's a simple solution, it's an automatic exit ramp to get yeah. off of the path they're going. Yeah. On. And I think that's, that's cool awareness to have, right? Like, as you say that, that's good for you to have moving forward. And that's mm-hmm. maybe if people are listening and, and they connect to that, that awareness around like things that you've done are now benefiting you now. Right. Um, because that's like just appreciating, like, you know, again, not to be too cliche, but the whole like living in the moment, appreciating where you're mm-hmm. at all the steps along the way, because then you can really, know that you know like what i'm doing today is going to have an impact not only on today but tomorrow that's always been my mindset right like the things i do today are the paycheck for tomorrow that that's kind of the the feeling i guess i've always been been able to carry along with me and you kind of need that when when you're in a business like i was in when you're when you really are building from the back end but Mm -hmm. but those are things that i think are are super important to have as far as like not thinking too far ahead because my mom called me out on that i remember that years ago because i was the classic like I'd be like, oh, coop, man, wait two, three years from now and be killing it. Like, dude, I just took <laughs> this new role. Kind of sucks right now, but two, three years from now, oh man, just it's gonna be wait. so good. Just you wait, be so good. And then I remember my mom being like, yeah, but what if you get like hit by a bus and die tomorrow? You know? And I was like, damn. Well, uh, yeah. All right, that's fair because <laughs> could happen. Because also, like sometimes when we're in the current moment and we're stressed out and we're worrying about things and we're mm-hmm. looking at everything that we got to handle. Sometimes we don't just sit back and realize like, oh my gosh, like where I am today is what I dreamed about X amount of years ago. Right. And now here I am and I'm bitching about it or I'm struggling with mm-hmm. it instead of just being like, holy cow, look what I've done and look at where I am. Right. And that's just a certain thing around appreciation, um, having the awareness around that, that really everything you're doing 
is impacting everything that you will be doing. You know, that's the whole like, don't you, you can take a day off if you want. It's just going to have bigger impact than that one day off. That's my opinion. Yeah. Know? And I, I've had this um, recently on, on the podcast, uh, my last one, I think that I had with uh, with Matt Daniels, who is uh, he's in a band, Shallow Side, and um, also has his own personal training company. He's training to be uh, in Mr. Olympia uh, for physique. Um, we talked a lot about kind of the same things. And this also intertwines, intertwines with the Jim Brewer episode of the podcast where we talked about fitness. And I think it's it's got that correlation with the entrepreneurial world because my whole thing is when you learn who five years from now you is, you figure out that per- that voice is in your head somewhere. It's in the back. It's probably got cobwebs on them. Yeah. It's always been there. The five years from now you, the 10 years from now you, um, they're there. They exist. When you start to have conversations with them, and they start to motivate you five years from now, you says, man, if you get up and you do this run this morning or you make this yeah. call right now, that run's going to suck. Run. Hey, I run and it sucks. You know, I'm not yeah. like, I'm not, I don't advocate people to run. I just say run cause it sucks. But man, afterwards it's, it's the most euphoric thing ever. Yeah. Same thing in business. It's going to suck to make some of the calls you don't want to make. It's going to suck to be like, man, you know, we're, we're just getting started here and we had to make some sacrifices. We had to cut some things out because Five years from now, us or me has said, man, if you put, if you grind this out right now, if you go through this week or this month, or, you know, maybe if those of you who are parents understand this, instead of thousands of dollars in Christmas presents, (laughs) it's hundreds (laughs) of dollars in Christmas presents. Yeah. Yeah. You get through that and you will be in such a better position. Five years from now, I'm going to be just, I'm going to be thanking you for that work. And then when you get to that five year point to your, to what you have said, and you go, oh man, I don't want to do this. Like, uh. and you start to reflect back on five right. year ago, right. you right. five years in the past, you and say, man, that guy got after it. Like yep. he he was ready to grind and ready to put it in because he knew that it was gonna the result in five years was gonna be better, or the result in in ten years is gonna be better. So it's it's a lot that mindset that being present, yeah. yet understanding what you're doing right now in this moment, you know, self awareness is really setting yourself up, as you mentioned for tomorrow's paycheck, for tomorrow's yeah. gain, for tomorrow's contact that you made. It's if you think it and you then act on that thought, it is amazing what can happen yeah. in any aspect of life, whether it is in entrepreneur, you know, in your business or in the current business that you're working with. If you put that effort in, maybe you're looking for that promotion. Cause you know, self ownership, being a business owner, it's not for everybody. Yeah. You know, it's it's you really have to be able to I don't want to say 24 hours a day, think about it, but if something comes up, you're on it. Yeah. You have to be on it. And the same thing in fitness. If you want to, you know, my plan compete in three Spartans next year to hit the trifecta. Heck yeah. It, I don't start in the first race is the end of April. I don't start training in April 1st, Yeah, <laughs> you know, right, right. or like the weekend, like, Hey, that's next weekend. Right. Ah, oh, man, yeah. I got to get out and climb some ropes or something. Jim, yeah. Jim, yeah. That, is that yeah. rope guy coming back? <laughs> yeah. I need him. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be able to really be present and say today I need to accomplish this because then tomorrow I can accomplish this. Yeah. And I think that's where like, when we talk about obstacles, that's the biggest obstacle is the, uh, the unwillingness to do that groundwork, mm-hmm. the unwillingness to, uh, I know I keep saying it, but I don't know how else to describe it besides like work in the dirt, do the yep. things that some people aren't willing to do. Um, and that goes along with that. You know, like I mentioned, I had to do leaving Affleck is like swallowing that pride and that, that ego a little bit mm-hmm. because 
Because a lot of us, like a lot of your identity is what you do, not necessarily who you are, but like what you do, right? People really attach to that identity, whether they're in business or fitness or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, that really becomes a a big part of them. You know, that really becomes an identity that they wear. And, And I think so they worry about like, well, if I leave that and I'm not successful right away, to be completely honest, I think it's a lot of worry around what other people are going to think. Oh, 100%. I mean, I, I, 100%. I definitely think there's worry around, like, can I make money? Can I do this? But I personally think there's more people being blocked from doing what they want to do because they're worried about what somebody else thinks. And for me, to be completely honest, like, if you're doing it morally and ethically correct, mm-hmm. I don't really care what you think. Like, if I'm if I'm doing me and I know I'm doing things in the right way, right? Because I, I always have good intentions with what I'm doing. I know I'm acting morally and ethically correct. Right. And if I'm doing that, then I don't really care what anybody else thinks. Right. I, I just can't take their opinion because people have tons of opinions and most of those opinions are formed without having facts anyways. Yep. But I just watch too many people, especially at a younger age, you know, they just worry too much about what everybody's thinking about them or what they're going to think about mm-hmm. them. Or, you know, that would have halted me from leaving Affleck. If I really worried about what everybody was going to say, I probably would have never left Mm -hmm. because it made me feel good to be like successful there. And, you know, I was, I was getting recognized for that. And and that's one thing I wish, I don't know how everybody would experience that, but if, if this makes sense, I would love for everyone to experience what I experienced was getting your ego boosted through something like, I mean, like I, I got awards and plaques and incentive trips and fine, you know, all the things that really boosted my ego. And to be honest, like probably had too much ego because Mm -hmm. of that, because it's only so relevant because now all that stuff sits in totes in our storage room, right? (laughs) Can't can't throw them away just yet. Eagles and plaques and things, right? They're like, probably a a duck. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. But, but that, you know, with that being said, um, those are the things that if you can have that and you can get that because that gives you confidence and that's Mm -hmm. not a bad thing. Right. I mean, there's some, some good things to have with ego, but then on the other side, I would want people to experience humility, Mm -hmm. like me leaving Aflac and me having to work eight hours a day to cut a piece of wire and bend it and hammer it. Cause I just couldn't bring any other value in the first couple months or, you know, as, as I really had to like, cause I got an amazing wife, man. I tell you what, I give Mm -hmm. her so much credit for what we're doing. And to really let her take lead on a lot of that, like that was a lot of humility for me, right? I'm this successful, you know, I did right. all this cool stuff and now it all sits in a storage room and, and I'm go, learning you to go the visit next them. thing. Every yeah, once in a while yeah, you get to yeah. go visit your toe. open one up be like, oh, cool. Oh, remember? But, remember that? But, you know, it really showed you too, like all yeah. that stuff, you know, it's only so relevant. Like right. I said, um, you got to you gotta find your happiness. So, But if people could experience that, if you could find the perfect combination, and, and again, I'm just practicing, not preaching. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to say I got everything figured out. I'm just saying things that I practice. That's what it would be. If you could get that ego, you could gain that confidence, but in the same time, have that humility to know you're no better than anybody else. You're no yeah. different, right? You're unique like everyone else. So if you can approach that I think that's where you'll really attract the right people into your crowd and, yeah. and you'll really move forward. And you, you, these days, and a lot of that comes in, in this day and age, when I shouldn't even say this day and age, but for the last however many years, Facebook has been a thing, yeah. you know, and Twitter has been a thing and Instagram has been a thing and TikTok and Snapchat and whatever the next yeah. big thing all is, the platforms, all yeah. the platforms, got to be on all the platforms. Yeah. You know what it's given a lot of us in, in there's, there's a couple different, and I think Gary Vee is one of them. And we talked about him uh, in the open uh, that's, it's, it hasn't really, you know, made us different. It's exposed us as, you know, how we feel and, and maybe not in a genuine sense, but I think you get things 
on social media. You have a Facebook page, you have a, you know, a personal one and a business one and have all these accounts set up and you post something and it grit, it gets judged whether it's what you're, right. what you're doing. Uh, you know, Oh, here's our new, you know, here's our new necklace. Here's our new beard yeah, oil yeah. line. Here's this. Or, or it's something you're doing on a personal level. Like, Hey, you know, besides taking a picture of your food that you just cooked, like, man, like a boom, I nailed that yeah. steak. Bam. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, getting up at stupid times a day and running and the quiet majority will probably either not say anything, not care about it, but there's some that'll be like, man, that's really cool that he's doing that, you know, cool. Yeah. Or they'll be motivated like, oh man, that, that they went and opened their own thing and they have yeah. their, their own business. They're doing it. Um, and then you have those who like to leave comments cause they have free time yeah. uh, or nothing else <laughs> right. you know, to do, or they have, they have their shit figured out. So they're going to be like, well, I'm going to, you know, yell at this, I'm going to yeah. take a shot at this person. Yeah. Yeah. And some people can take that from, you know, Twitter user one two three four or Instagram poster four five six seven, and really let it gnaw at them. And oh, like yeah. they'll read the comments and be like, "Oh man, they they didn't like our podcast, Adam. What did yeah. we do wrong? Right. What was the <laughs> right. matter with yeah, us? Right. Yeah. They don't like the tone of my voice. Well, don't listen. You know. Yeah. But you, yeah. you can take that and let the opinions of others and the thoughts of others, especially on a social media platform, adjust how you perform how your life is you can be like well totally. uh, man that they don't like seeing that i get up early and run you know i, I posted um, you know several reasons that i post the times i get up on my instagram page one is for my own account accountability i'm a huge practice what you preach kind of guy yep. you know if if i'm not doing it and i'm oh, yeah i'm up and I'm, I'm running and and i'm not then i have an issue so it's for me self-accountability it's also to, to put it out there that you can do these things i never was a runner i never really was an early morning person but yeah. through mental training and learning and reading and, and figuring out ways to do it I, I became that person but negative comments in any realm whether it's a personal thing you know personal thing you have posted or it's a business thing or it's a fitness thing whatever that that person that's posting that is obviously it, it's their issue Oh yeah, it's something that they have to deal with, and it, and it could be for many reasons. Maybe they're in a bad situation, or maybe they're miserable at their job, and they're like, "Yeah, well, you're out there crushing it." Yeah, and you know, forget you and all your money and your vehicles and your fun, yeah. and because they don't see the grind, they don't yeah. see the work that goes into it. So there's a little bit of jealousy, and there's also that, man, I wish I could do that. Man, yeah. I, I wish I wish I would. Well, and I think with people, like, if you think about that, like what I, what I notice the most negative comments or in person, whatever it is, like typically, like if people got a real negative charge on somebody, right. Or they're mm -hmm. really like upset with that person or, or I experienced it like in the business world with leaders that, you know, have, uh, you know, individuals working for them with them, whatever you want to say. Right. And they're like, man, that guy's just so lazy. I can't get him to call on that account. I can't get him to do this. And they're just constantly bringing them down. My question is always like, okay, that's cool. So what pisses you off most, right? Let's really right. identify the problem. And if they say it's that he's lazy, cool. Where does that show up in your life? Yeah. Now it might not show up in the workspace, right? You might right. come to work and from whatever time to whatever time you crush and you run and you roll and you motivate people, mm. but where the hell are you lazy in your life that this is bothering you so much? Because right. it shouldn't bother you that much because yeah. it's not your world. It's not your life. Like, that individual, they want to be lazy at work and they don't want to make as much money as you. Cool. That's their gig. Yeah. But why does it bother you so much? And my feeling is because it shows up somewhere in your life. And yep. if you really connect to that, you'll probably let it go. And then you won't have to, because, because, you know, the people, like you said, negative comments and things, you know, they're in a low vibration. Like right. they don't put a 100%. negative comment out and be like, yep. 
oh my gosh, I feel so good. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, they're bummed out. Myself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I actually feel like crap because you feel good. Yeah, so it's like he's got to yeah. have like some empathy for those people and know like to your point, like they're going through something, they're going through whatever and they felt like taking a shot at a person. But if I'm their buddy, I'm just going to call them out and say, well, where does that show up in your space, man? Because then if they really take a look at that, it'll pop them out of that a little yeah. bit and like get your charge off that person. What do you care? You yeah. know I mean? Why are you so mad that they're this or they're that? Probably because you're this or you're that, right? <laughs> Just maybe in a different, less obvious area, right? Yeah, and you got to be, you know, you got to toe a fine line with engagement on those those kind of negative comments because you yeah. will, you know, there, with more success in whatever avenue, uh, and, and it, it doesn't need to be in fitness or in business or, you know, whatever you're starting. It could be something as simple as, you know, you made that great steak. Yeah. You know, and something could be like, I oh, too charred or you, yeah. <laughs> and you start because like, you see it happen and i used to because i'm really trying to disassociate myself with the social media aspect of going on and, and reading other people's yeah, problems yeah. yep because yeah. that can put you in a bad place oh for sure but i've seen it where all of a sudden this conversation about a steak turns into like weird random personal attacks on things and you've yeah. spent um, and from the business aspect of that if you're posting up a new product or you're posting up some success and you start to now you're devoting your attention to the back and forth with this one individual, which maybe leads to two individuals. And maybe yeah. you got two, one, I got two people on my side. They, they got my back and you got three people. And, yeah. and all of a sudden you're 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And then it lasts over the course of two days. And the next morning you're going, you got all these notifications like, Oh, jackass four, five, six is yeah. posted again. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden you've just derailed all the things that we've, you know, touched on in this podcast, all yeah. those self-motivating being present in the moment going on and right, owning it right you've like you know like the first thing you do in the morning is go and get into an argument with somebody you know or back into an argument with somebody on instagram over something you posted or, or, or yeah. how they feel and that's when you realize that that's on them all right cool i'm sorry that you you feel that way I'm, i'll be over here doing my thing when i think certain people like you know i think we can have the awareness of like okay it's a negative comment we can we can move on. We can choose to take mm -hmm. it however we want. We can wear it however we want. The thing that I've concerned around is like, you know, the kids are highly impacted by oh, these man. likes and comments. Right. And, and what I think, you know, so going back to Gary V, I like following Gary V and, and, and one thing he pushes for is he would love like likes to go away on Instagram. Like right. it has overseas, right? Like just take mm -hmm. them away because what it'll do is it's going to start influencing that person's behavior that's putting that content mm -hmm. out there right so you'll hear him talk a lot about that like just be you be true be the truest right. version of yourself and put that content out there but then they put it out there and oh i only got this many likes and yeah. i wanted this many so maybe i should change the way i'm presenting myself i would hate to see that continue yeah. to happen i would love for people to be as true to the truest version of themselves as possible mm -hmm. put it out there if you loved it if it felt good for you cool launch it out there and leave it but i know because i've watched i know my daughter's removed posts oh, yeah. right mm -hmm. like I, i'll be like what's up like ad why'd you take that down right wow you know didn't get this many likes or whatever and like they don't even want to have a history out there that they posted something that wasn't well received right and yep. that's that's kind of crazy so like just things we got to be aware of mm -hmm. you know but um but i think at a younger age man those likes and comments and negativity they can legitimately influence people. Yeah. And, and that's just something I guess we got to be aware of. And, you know, as parents, we can work with our own kids. But right. I mean, there's a lot of kids that don't have that individual that's going to say, hey, don't worry about that. You be you. Um, so that to me is discouraging um, mm -hmm. about, you know, we, we utilize social media like crazy. That's our business, right? right. We're on all the platforms. Yeah. We're spending dollars to advertise on those. Um, but those are some of the issues that I would have with social media is, mm -hmm. is that, you know, like 
you know, if somebody wants to put something out there, let them put it out there. If you don't like it, then just scroll on. Right? Yeah, keep, keep moving. <laughs> and I think yeah. there's, you know, a lot of that it can be passed along to a generation who has grown up with, you know, this this tool that they have. And I think it is a, it's a tool for, it's a great tool for business. Oh, yeah. You know, when you talk about advertising to a, the populace that, you know, for everybody who says, I don't do Facebook anymore, I don't do there's a, there's a lot of people that are still there. there. There's a lot of people on Instagram <laughs> yeah. and even the crowd that is on the next big thing that we'll all get to in a couple of years. Yeah. They're still, they have a presence there, you know, where I think you can try to pass along to your kids as they, you know, my, I, I have to follow up my kid on all his socials cause he's nine and has a Twitter, you know, has an Instagram account <laughs> right. here. You can go take out his fire alarms if you really want to. And there's weather radios. It's loud in this house most of the time, but you know, we always try to show, you know, showcase or had been this like picture perfect, you know, the filters, right. The sun's right. You know, you, you post one picture, yeah, but it yeah. actually took you 30 to get that right angle <laughs> right. or the shadow was there. Or, you know, I look tired, which I always do. Cause I always am, but, <laughs> right. the, but you kind of always try to portray this, like this portrait of perfection. You know, what we've tried to start doing is really posting pictures of things that struggle, you know, that steak that you made, Yeah, maybe a torched it like yeah. oops yeah or you know hey I, I tried to do 10 miles today and i, I got to seven and I, it, it hurt or what show the struggle because i think that is more real than the picture of perfection for sure you know the picture of oh looking at happy family and we're out, we're off here and uh we're at the lake this week yeah you know hey like the highlight di- reels right? yeah like it's, we're all it watching is the highlight it's, reels. it's yeah. none of, it's none of the b-roll where it's like oh by the way we were at the lake and the you know the Winds picked up and it threw the boat across the river. Yeah. Just another jolly day up here on, you know, Lake <laughs> yeah. Monoman or wherever it is that you have a cabin. Yeah. But if you start to, you know, showcase some of the, the challenges that you grow through as an adult, I think some of that passes along to your kids is like, oh, it's not just this platform where we put up, you know, our pretty face or we make sure, sure. Our, our hair is done and our beard looks good, you know, yeah, before yeah. we post a picture. Right. But show it as a real thing. And I think that, you know, from a business aspect or from, you know, even a, fitness aspect if you're into motivating people that way it, it shows people that it's not the glory it's not all the poses from the you know the show you did and got your pro card yeah it's like here's where i blew up my bicep and i'm uh, you know i'm out of commission for six months yeah it'll or, make you more relatable right exactly like, you're, you're more of a real person i think yeah. if you if you're trying to inspire people to do things they don't they like seeing that well man when you Anybody has six pack abs, like really super duper cut, chances are they haven't had water in about a week. You know, and <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. don't do that. That's not healthy. Yeah, but that's how yeah. that's how, you know, and people don't realize that. If you see a picture of a model, uh, you know, who's all tan and everything's just in the right spot, you gotta un- realize that that's they don't wake up and they're like, Oh, here's my day. I'm ready right. to go. I'm right. ready to ro-. show the realism of it. I think that's more impactful, especially for the next generation, which I wanna you know, switch topics on here and get to it because we, we did talk about this before the podcast started. Because I, my kid brought home on Monday a, a sheet of paper from his school. And see, they had a presentation in their classroom about being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was really like, it, it shocked me just kind of, you know, getting my toes into this whole world. Like the, this is something that's being passed along to, you know, a, a nine-year-old um, because, and, and we're, we're about the same age. We're in that, that same yep. wheelhouse where that, wasn't really something that was on the table for us, you know, no, even no. It, we kind of had the cookie cutter. Well, here's how, here's the path yeah. you go and you go to school and you get good grades and you get into college and you pay back your debt. <laughs> well, it can be, sometimes you don't pay back your debt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're always in debt for the rest of your life. And then you get the job and the 
business that you, you know, have your degree in and then you have 1.5 kids and you have 1.5 dogs and you have 1.5 spouses or, you know, whatever the the numbers, you know, numbers, they're, they're sketchy, but they're, they're introducing entrepreneurship and, and being, you know, independent business owner to kids as young as nine. And he's been, had some JA stuff even before that. And you have gone out and spoken and and will be going out and speaking to, to the younger generations about these opportunities that are out there that don't quite follow the path that we are all had been told. We're all supposed to follow this path. This is how you become successful. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the path is changing too, right? Like they're going to, they're going to have totally different options Mm -hmm. than we had. Like you were talking about some of that wasn't even brought to us. And yeah, like that's been a big excitement for me because, because I got to do a lot of speaking and things in the insurance world and I miss that in this. So I've luckily recreated that kind of through the university. I'm going to Memorial, you know, going mm-hmm. to some of the local schools here, even to the younger kids. I mean, I went and spoke to kindergartners wow. about this stuff. Like, so, and the cool thing to me about it, you got to understand who you're talking to and how you're yeah. motivating them yes. and how much they're going to take away and everything. But I love that that stuff is existing mm-hmm. in the schools right now. And I love to be a part of it. I love to be a different voice that maybe encourages them to think a little differently. You know, like I say, like, like rebel productively. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's perfect. You know, I think that's, that's an, an important way to approach life and, and stretch their mind a little bit, stretch their thinking a little bit. Because I think like I, I touched on this earlier um, before we jumped on the podcast, but I think education is realizing too, like they got to introduce some of this stuff because mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that's saying, you know, education's as a whole, I don't know, you know, look at secondary schools, look at college, look at high school, everything, but education is going to have to start changing a little mm-hmm. bit because people are going to punt on it, right? right? Like there's so much opportunity right now, fresh out of high school, mm-hmm. that you're going to have to start considering if you go get a degree that was such an obvious to all of us. Right. Like you got to go get the degree, you got to go do this, because like you said, that was the path that we were kind of indoctrinated in mm-hmm. all along the way. And now I think kids are going to start thinking at a younger age about opportunity. And I think, well, and now you got all these, I mean, look at all the different educations out there. You got guys, entrepreneurs, people that have made it, um, people in the business space that are creating like their own schools here, come do a one-year entrepreneur program here, come Mm -hmm. do this, come do that. There's so many new things that education has to start to, I guess, allow people to just think a little bit more freely. Because if we're being honest, if I look at it, and there are a lot of people could disagree with me, but our education system is basically built to make workers. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I mean that's exactly. how I'm viewing yeah. it. Like, we're basically we're basically showing people and teaching them the principles and things in life that they're going to have to do so that they could go work for somebody else, mm-hmm. right? It's like the whole... You know, and I always thought it was a funny joke. My wife didn't think it was as funny because she was really good in school. But the the A students teach the B students how to work for the C students, right? Right. Because, um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I got good good enough grades to continue to go through school. But I'm not somebody that feels like they took away all the book smarts of school. My college experience didn't fill my head with all this knowledge and information I use today. But what it did was it gave me experience. Mm-hmm. It was the first yep. time that I was out on my own. It was the first time I had to learn about deadlines and responsibilities mm-hmm. and taking care of yourself. So there's a lot of good that comes from education. But right now, if I'm being completely honest, like when we talk to our kids, like I want to know there's a plan with right. that education. Like it's not just an obvious to me that I'm going to go get a business degree because mm-hmm. I got a business degree. I've never used it. Right. And again, is it, I, in, the, is it in the same tote? Yeah. It's <laughs> in, in the same yeah. tote with to the, uh, completely the honest, I don't know where that degree Somewhere. is. Somewhere form of it. I am unsure if I ever had to produce that for somebody. But point being, Mm -hmm. now I've used it in the sense, like I told you, it was a great experience for me. Mm -hmm. But I I went into a self-employed world right out of college. Nobody asked me for a college degree. There was kids doing it out of high school. 
And then what me and my wife are doing now and the business we created does not require a college degree. So you have to start looking at one, the cost of education right mm -hmm. now. It's absurd for one, it's getting too expensive. Right. Um, it's more than quadrupled since I left UW Eau Claire. So mm -hmm. you got to think I'm making this huge investment for four or five years of my life. What's it going to give me on the back end? What mm -hmm. is it, what is it, you know, providing me with when I leave that. Mm. And I think you just got more people questioning that right now. And that's mm. fair. And it goes back to what started this conversation. Like you said, your kid coming home with things about being an entrepreneur, with things mm. about, hey, here's some of the attributes and characteristics that you might have to possess to be an entrepreneur mm. or to go out on your own or to create your own path. So I just love being invited to talk about, you know, anytime mm. I can share a little bit of that excitement with people and let them know that you can do things differently. And, and like I said, especially with kids, I always want to make sure the message is delivered correctly <laughs> yes, about that rebelling age. productively. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm not telling people let's bounce, let's drop out and go yeah. do our own thing. Kindergarten. I don't yeah. need this shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. So, I, so I always try to like tread yeah. lightly with some of that, but I do want to, I probably do want to encourage them a little bit to think a little bit differently yeah. and to not just take somebody's word for it and say that you should do this, 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 and it'll produce that. Cause, because I think the biggest thing to think about is like we all have a different definition of success. Yep. So how can we try and mold these children to have a successful life if we don't even know what the hell that means to them? Right. And are we asking them those questions? And it sounds like we're starting to a little bit more. It sounds yeah. like we're starting to get their their minds working a little bit more versus here's the career fair with the 10 careers that you may want to do when you leave. Yeah. <laughs> like These are your only options, people. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Because there was no booth when I was in school to talk to the guy that sells jewelry online with his it was, wife, that, right? wasn't that, that wasn't there, wasn't there dude. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it didn't I don't exist. It. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think that there's defining success is used to have a pretty, I want to say it had a clear definition. It may not have been a real life. Like this is what makes you successful yep. as an individual. It was those plans that we talked about. You get good grades in school and you go off to college and then you get a career, you know, you get a job and you make X, Y, Z amount and you have a house, you have a cabin, you have, yep. you be able to take that two week vacation a year. And that was, then you were a success. And then the people around you viewed that as you being a successful person. Yeah. You know, happiness never really fit into that plan necessarily you know hopefully right. it, hopefully, it, ho came hopefully along, it came along right? like you got into you know i'm going to college oh cool what are you going for i'm not you know you, you figured out over the course of maybe your last portion of your high school you know career or your beginning of college like oh i you know i really like this yeah whatever and, and sometimes it can you can be drawn to things because of the financial gain for it i want to be for this sure. because i know i can come out and make six figures right out of the gate yep. um but it was never like it doesn't seem as much of I'm really passionate about this. Yeah. I want to create duck calls. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. those kind of things weren't necessarily like this. If you go to work and you're like super duper happy about what you're doing and you feel great when you get done with work, you don't have that uh, when you yeah. get done. Perfect. You're, you, you, you found your own success, your own happiness, because that can be monetary. It can be success or it can be happiness or it can be a combination of all those things. Yeah. When you get, I want, I want to mention, I do think that doctors should go to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I don't, well, any of it, man. Like, if you really, go to school to be a physician, a lawyer, an any, accountant, yes. you're getting like a certification. You that's need to different. know. Yeah, you yeah. need to know stuff. Like, yeah, I don't sure. want to be like, I'm an entrepreneurial doctor. <laughs> yeah. Is not. It should not, and yeah. will never be a thing. Like, yeah. like, well, you know, I, I just learned through experience. It's cool. <laughs> have, you, have you seen what you can learn on YouTube? No, man, I, I totally agree yeah. with you, and I always say that. Like, there's things that you need to be certified for, but Absolutely. those are degrees you can feel good about. Because right. to your point, like, I'm gonna go do this, and when I leave, I'm gonna do that. Exactly. But like guys like me that went to get a business degree, I didn't know what the hell I was gonna use the business degree for. I just like that made sense, mm -hmm. and it was just attractive enough. 
to go and continue on with some kind of path. And, and, and to the point of like defining success, that's going to change most likely. Like my definition of success as a 21 year old kid leaving college, jumping into the insurance industry was financially driven for sure. Right. Like it was, it was a big part of my definition was still around that. Like you said, that six figure income, mm-hmm. that nice vehicle, that house, everything else that came along with that. But then it morphed from the time I left there in 13 years. It was like night and day. Right. Um, and you could say, like, I could say, like, well, it's because you created the money and then it happened and now you don't have to worry about it. And then there's some truth to that. But again, it's like it's it's really finding like what it is to your point. Like you said, if, if you go to whatever job you have and you enjoy your time and mm-hmm. you come home and you're happy, kudos to you and yeah. good on you and keep doing it. Because I know there's things I've read. There's things. There's studies that show like the magical income number, right? Is like, what is it? Like 65 to 75,000 or Mm -hmm. something. Like people that are happiest are around that point. Because if you think about it, it gives them enough to do all the things we talked about. You make 65, 70K, you can buy a house. You're doing all right. You're comfortable. And really everything above that income, I mean, if we're being honest, is some luxuries and some things that obviously aren't necessities in life. Mm -hmm. And as you go above that income and as you start to create more, guess what else you create? You create more responsibility. You create more, um, you know, stress, pressure, stress, stress. all Mm -hmm. of it. Like, and I think that's a belief we have, like the more successful I am, the more stressed I'm going to be. Well, it's just worth looking at, I guess. Maybe not. Like maybe you can do both, but some of us are willing to take on more. Some of us like I like to thrive in that pressure, that mm-hmm. responsibility, that stress we place on ourselves. I love that. So for me, yeah, I do want to make more than that 60 to 75, but that's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't really care what any of my friends or family want to do. I just right. want people to be happy. As cheesy as that sounds, simple. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if you're stoked on life and you're happy and everything's working for you, I'm not the guy that's going to ask you, well, what do you do though for a living? Right. Right. Like that's one thing I noticed in, in the United States is when you meet somebody, how quickly they ask you what you do for a living. Right. Yep. Right. And mm-hmm. like I do this cool like consciousness work I do with my mother where I work with people from all around the world, like 60 some different countries. Right. Mm-hmm. And you'll meet and work with people and you'll get to know them on a deeper level and that will never come up. Right. <laughs> like, it's amazing. Not everybody is so concerned about, ooh, what do you do for a living? And then based on that, I'll determine how our partnership moves forward. Yes. <laughs> it's oh, like, you're in textiles. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I meet somebody I and they either you. feel cool or they don't. Like, you yeah. know, cool. They're happy. They seem like a nice person. Cool. I want to kind of have a conversation with yeah. them. I I think, you know, doing what I did with insurance and in that business to business world and really working with a lot of blue collar workers, like my biggest message to everyone I ever worked with was like, treat the CEO the same way you treat the janitor right. and vice mm-hmm. versa, because they're all just really good people. You don't ever, you know, put anyone up on a pedestal based on the income they do because that janitor, yeah, they might not make as much money as that CEO, but dude, they're like the best father ever. Right. right. And maybe that CEO sucks yeah. at being a father. Right. Let's just say it that way. Like, but we all view it as like how successful they are in business. And yeah. I, I asked my um, a friend of mine this a while ago, like, what if our society viewed your success? Because we all know how it feels. We all have different definitions, but we pretty much view people's success on how much money they make and what they've done for their livelihood. What if our entire society viewed it as how good of a parent you are mm-hmm. or how good of this you are, right? It would change things. It would change right. how people act and it would change how prideful people are. 
it would allow them to be prideful in things that are more important to them, but maybe they don't view them as important because society doesn't. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a really good dad. I have an amazing relationship with my son, but I just never really figured out what I wanted to do in life, you know, with business. Right. I don't know. Maybe that's not your, your jam here. You know, maybe your thing is to really like create the next generation. Like yeah. that's your win. That's Push your them. success. Mm-hmm. That's your contribution and good on you for doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's where like, you just got to allow yourself, I guess what I allow myself to do is step back a little bit and just not really conform to all the rules of society. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Absolutely. I just kind of like go based on what feels right mm-hmm. to me. Um, and then that's how I kind of operate, I guess, in the world. I will uh, touch on the janitor uh, analogy. Uh, Tim S. Grover, who wrote Relentless uh, from Attack Athletics, who, the guy who trained Michael Jordan and Kobe, yeah. makes a similar you know uh, analogy there about how you treat other people um, and the janitor who's working late at night and he's in the office while everybody else is gone while the CEO is off partying or doing whatever. And, you know, everybody else kind of down the line is doing their own thing. Remember the janitor knows all the secrets, (laughs) right? The janitor knows who's drinking in their office. The janitor knows who's, you know, doing things they shouldn't be doing in their office or the janitor knows the secret. He's probably somebody you want to be nice to. Just, yeah. to, just if, if, you're, if you're an asshole and yeah. you yeah. need a reason to be nice to the janitor, remember the janitor knows the secrets. <laughs> yeah, um, fair enough. And two more points I want to make, and, and I'll get you on, but I would love to have you back on sometime. Yeah, yeah. I want to get some feedback after the uh, um, you know, the conversations growing with, with the kids and stuff. I think that's such a cool um, avenue that's opening up for that generation. For sure. Um, and on that, we always have heard the cliched phrase like, I'm never going to be my I'm never going to be my parents. I'm never going to parent like my parent does. And when you get to a point and you are a parent and you realize that you may not parent exactly the same way that they did, you know, but structurally you're parenting exactly the same way that your parents did because of how your parents were raised in their environment and the tools and the environment around them in society. When, you know, TV was first introduced, now you're watching too much TV and now it's, well, you're on your tablet too much. You know, it's, it's the... Gener- structurally, we're kind of all parenting the same. We're just kind of jumping back into like what's available to them. And we were talking about this, you know, kind of throughout this podcast and, and before as well. Is kids as they learn, the ability to learn things is that literally the keystroke. They yeah. can learn something about anything that they're interested in. Now that can be so quick. very positive and very like yeah. wow. He wants to know how to, you know, formulate this formulate this math equation he wants to know how to you know make this machine work he can figure it out how does this computer program work how can i how do i download this that can be very positive there's obviously negative aspects of that too when you have everything at the ability of the keystroke and that's just how you monitor your kids but just remember that the tools that they have now are much more advanced than the tools we had we're in a huge technological race right now who knows where we're going to be in five ten years um but remember that we were kind of that same way with the tools that were available to us. You know, when, yeah. the, when the ability to watch something on TV or, you know, sitcoms or whatever it is that you kind of were like engaged you as a kid. Yeah. They're so different now, but in the context, they're, they're similar because they're things that our they're parents like the didn't same have. vices, right? They're yeah, the same, same addiction. That like grab our attention or whatever. And like, that's, that's what I, we were talking about prior to jumping on was, 
I feel that with so much with kids and with parents our age and all my buddies and like this negativity around like, and the thing you always hear is like, well, when we were kids, we didn't do that and we didn't do this. And we were always playing outside and riding bikes and physical activity. And it's like, yeah, dude, we didn't have anything fun to do. I mean, we had to go and create it and there's coolness to that. And I think there's good to that about going out and interacting. But like I said, you give me a tablet and a phone back in the day, back then I would have been all over that. Man, I would have loved that yeah. stuff. I know I would have, and I know my buddies would have too. I know my same buddies that are judging their kids would have gravitated towards it the same way that their children do. Like you said, there's yeah. similar things. It might have been a different. I mean, hell, I remember getting like the Game Boy, right? Oh, like man. the black and white Game Boy. <laughs> like that thing Next was amazing. Level. Next level. But but you know, we gotta we gotta understand that mm-hmm. like that's okay and that's the world today. And, and that stuff's gonna exist and you can monitor it and you can try and, you know, uh, scale it back for them or whatever but for me i look at it a little differently and i think there's a lot of good to those tools yep. i think there's so much negativity around the millennials and the generations after them mm-hmm. about being lazy about not being connected about all this stuff and i just disagree because mm-hmm. i know so many of them that are opposite of that but what i think it is is the generation prior to us uh you know i'd put my parents in that mix and those yep. people they were indoctrinated with this belief of being like physically present meant you were working. And that drives me nuts. Like in an industry, like I was in like an insurance, people would be like, Oh, well I'm at the office eight hours a day. And I mean, you're barely here. And I'm thinking like, what the hell are you doing for eight hours a day? Like what do we literally have to do for eight hours a day in an office besides, you know, I don't know, scroll through the internet or like, you know, basically you're killing time and you're not really excited or energetic about it. Mm. So I'll take, the the millennial or whatever you want to classify people as if somebody can come in and produce in five hours what i'm watching somebody else do in eight hours and they would like to take the remaining three hours to go to the gym to go get a coffee with a good friend to grab a long lunch I don't really care because right. I'm a results driven individual. Like mm-hmm. I want to see that you're getting the job done. It's like the, the, the golf analogy, right? The scorecard mm-hmm. just says par. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't say how you got it, yep. right? You just got the score and that's what it is. And that's where I think like, we got to find like right now we're watching this like molding of like the old generation, the new generation, and they're mad because they don't do this. And it's like, why in the hell would we want them to act the same? That's not progression. That's right. not moving forward. Mm-hmm. So like my challenge to the kids when I talk to them is, you know, fine, use those tools, but but find the advantages to them. You know, everyone's saying you, you guys being on electronics is disconnecting you. Prove them different. Prove them how connected you stay with your friends. Prove that you're using them for good right. versus just, you know, watching a bunch of negative content. Because yeah, <laughs> there's the both comments. sides of it, let's right. be honest. But But uh, man, I just think like, I think we got to understand that our kids are part of this huge social experiment, like mm-hmm. we said, that we really haven't got the results in yet. And we're going to have to monitor that and work with them. But it's just the reality. And technology is growing at an exponential amount. Like, it's crazy. It's going to be bizarre. It is going to replace jobs. It is going to do things like that that people are worried about. But that's cool. The world's going to change. How do you fit into it? Yep. Right? And as long as you're aware of that and going into it with eyes wide open, I don't see a big I don't have a big beef with technology like some people do or with the kids using it Um, because, you know, I think they use it in a lot of good ways too. Um, That's just the way I choose to look at it, I guess. And really when you talk about, you know, jobs that go away, job creation in that industry is, I mean, from, from all walks of it, from the engineering part of it to distribution to, you know, IT, all all those things are there. And you also have, and this will tie into the, the kids really nicely. 
you have kids on YouTube making six figures. Oh my gosh! Playing seven. video games. Se- yeah, seven <laughs> figures <laughs> playing to video be games. Be honest, right? Yeah, like, playing video. Why games. are you playing video games? You'll never make any money doing yeah. that. Oh, you were so wrong, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> somebody's dad. Somebody's dad said, "You know what? You go ahead and play. You go ahead and play that Hell game." Hell yeah! And that kid. And some just, dude just won seven million playing yeah, Fortnite or something. Playing right? Fortnite. Like, <laughs> like, and they do the Madden thing, and that yeah, guy wins like you yeah. know, a couple million dollars. Playing video games. Yeah. There's crazy. kids. There's people on YouTube that are opening up toys. Yeah. Getting eight, getting those toys for free. Opening up those toys and getting paid by yeah. Disney to open those toys yeah, up. And good on because them, your you kid know? watches them. Right. Yeah. Right. That is innovation. That is creating <laughs> that, is, that is creating that's a new progression, dude. <laughs> a new position. And then that person's got I don't got too many toys in my house. I'm gonna go sell some stuff and now they're on Poshmark or Macari and they're selling yeah, stuff out there. Yeah. Um Hello Adorn is the name of the company and you guys have done some great uh, expansion as well. So it's you know, when you talk about the digging in the dirt, putting in the time, putting yeah. in the effort, spending eight hours pounding out, you know, a, a wire because you're like, Well, this is all I'm yeah, good yeah. at this. <laughs> right. I haven't developed those that skill set yet. But you've 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 added staff. You're starting to expand into, you know, consultants and and re- really reinvesting for sure. your money back into your company. So for those who are out there in, in in the beginning stages of it, in the thought process of starting it, you know, understand that as as you grind and you grit through it and you get through the crap times, there's a time when you can you get to a point where you can say we are doing this well enough. We need to add somebody on yeah. to take care of this part of it. And all that, you know, the, the burden will not change. Yeah. Because yeah. once you get somebody in production, you're like, okay, now I've got to make sure that I, you know, I can up my game on social, up my yeah. game on, you know, Shopify, wherever, yep. you know, your products are being sold. So it's really cool to see, you know, entrepreneur, business owner. And now all of a sudden you have, you have employees, you know, you're pushing people up the ladder. You know, yeah. people are learning not only, you know, the, the values of that entrepreneurial mindset, but how the inner workings go, and and who knows? You you get somebody creative in your wheelhouse, they help you develop a new product, yeah. or they're maybe they're a little younger and they're hip on the next big social media thing. Or hey, I, everybody I see that they love my my necklace, and you know, but I'm yeah. over here on TikTok, and you're like, well, we're not on TikTok. Maybe that's we need to be there because because yeah, yeah. somebody's on TikTok right now making seven figures, right, right, selling beard oil. Yeah, yeah, and you just you you have to be open to it there's going to be challenges but i think as you grow as you get through it as you see successes and you see failures oh yeah you're going to see things that that didn't work and yeah. you can fold or you can go okay i learned not to do that anymore yeah don't pound the wire with this kind of hammer because yeah. bad things <laughs> yeah, happen yeah. you know you, you make a spark and we burn the garage down. right 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 but i think that's it's really cool to see how you know from the stories you know obviously your wife having this really huge um, drive and passion to go and, and make this thing happen. And, and you like really creating this awesome platform and expand, you know, exploring all those opportunity opportunities yeah. that are out there. We're being in the mall. Have you been to the mall lately? Yeah. It's like Jonestown the morning after, yeah. you know, seriously, <laughs> right, it's kind of, right. it's kind of weird out there nowadays, yeah. but you're able to take this new thing and, oh man, you know, some stores, you know, big stores are closing down and all the jobs and stuff. But then you see all this kind of grassroots starting local yeah. businesses that are spawning up. And they're local on a level like you guys have a brick and mortar here in town. Yep. But you're also living in the e-commerce world where yeah. you're you're not just pigeonholed to being, okay, we're here in this building and we're open these hours and we close 
our yeah. sales are done. Now yep. you're like, we're always, everything's for sale all the time now. Yeah. And it allows us to be like, we, you know, we have brick and mortar that now, and now we're doing a little bit of retail even. Cause like, we just mm-hmm. love, like I said, there's an energy downtown. There's Absolutely. a, there's a, there's a vibe. There's a, you know, there's a willingness to work down there right now. There's mm-hmm. people trying to make things happen in a lot of different ways too. But you know, we found, you know, in all reality, probably 95% of our sales are online, right? right. Like it's not, it's not what's driving us, but we get to be a part of that. Then we get to yep. contribute to that. And, you know, you talk about like the people that are just starting now or just, just trying to create a business along the way. And like, yeah, we've all experienced that. We've all went through those laying the groundwork type of things. And one, a couple of things I'd say, I guess one, I'd say like, if you're in that mode, one is you got to celebrate other people's success because yep. I hear mm-hmm. too much negativity around like, you know, I don't know why this person's so successful. I don't even like what they're doing or I don't know this and I don't know that, you know, and there's this negativity, but like to me, even back in the insurance days, like you got to celebrate the success of others. And guess what? If you don't think they're that impressive, but they're finding that success, then you should be excited because how impressive do you think yourself is? Right. So like that should just show you that there's opportunity. Like I always, I always felt that, um, you know, like entrepreneurs run into the fire, right? Like if something's on Mm -hmm. fire, they run towards it because there's opportunity there. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately what we're doing. And, and along with that and celebrating other people's success is truly being bought into and excited about delayed gratification. That's probably out of all the lessons like I got from my father. One of them was around delayed gratification and how, how valuable that is and how, how good it feels to be honest, right? Like delayed gratification can come in a lot of different ways for you. But when you've put the work in, when you've done the steps, you really get to enjoy and appreciate when you get the fruits of your labor. But the mm-hmm. other thing it allows you to do is, again, like we talked about earlier, be relatable, yeah. right? Like you weren't somebody that just stepped into your dad's or mom's business and now you make all this money. You know, there, there's that that goes on too. Mm-hmm. But if you really do it from the beginning and you really create it on your own, you can share that with other people, right? And you can you can kind of help them duplicate that in their life however they want and, and that, like i think with the entrepreneurship i'll, I'll guess I'd, I'd finish up with that i know we talked about how trendy it is and everything and people want to have lifestyle businesses everybody i hear a lot of talk about like um like i gotta have purpose right or, right. or i need it to be something i wake up and just can't wait to do and that's cool like if you found something in life that you wake up and you're like oh my gosh i can't wait to do more of this man, I'm, I'm happy for you and I'm stoked for you. But here's the thing. If you don't have that, don't let that be the obstacle for you right. being the entrepreneur that you want to be. Cause mm-hmm. for me, like, you know, I had that when I was leaving Aflac and I went through all this, like, well, you know, is, is this jewelry business going to be everything I need? And do I, can I really be passionate about it? But what I found is like the purpose in my life was me, right? Like I was the purpose to go out and do whatever I want. Right. So can you monetize it? Can you build a business around it? Can you be excited about it? Mm-hmm. And if so, then just go with it. Yeah. Because I think sometimes people are probably limiting themselves because they don't have that perfect scenario. You talked about it like the weather's all got to be perfect. Yeah. Everything's got to line up. I don't want to be rattled. I don't want to feel any discomfort. And they wait and they wait and they wait mm-hmm. and they wait too long and they end up doing a job that they don't love for their entire life and they retire but like they never really got to experience what they wanted to. And, and sometimes you just got to be willing to have a little bit of that discomfort. Things don't have yeah. to be completely ironed out for you. You know, you don't have to have 
all the good feels around yeah, it. If you want to be in business for yourself, be in business for yourself, set your intentions, lay the groundwork and go. Like that's the beauty and the internet and everything's opening things up to us. Now is the time to be excited, to be alive. Like shit, if you want to be an entrepreneur 20, 30 years ago, man, that was tough. Yeah, That was legit. And you were probably dealing with people in your market, right? In your zip code, like that you had to compete with now. Dude, I don't care what you want to sell or what you want to create. You have platforms that will create foot traffic for your product, mm -hmm. for your service, whatever that may be. So just be excited about that. Like, be excited to be alive right now. I mean, it's it's a killer time to be in business right now. That's Absolutely. And, and embrace embrace what's out there. Embrace those for platforms. Sure. Because I think you, when you talk about starting uh, as an entrepreneur or business owner, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you you had to make your mark. You had to advertise. Yeah. Advertising is obviously part of your marketing budget, but you can really, for not a whole lot of investment, you can start a company with your phone yeah. these days. If you have, I mean, there's going to be obviously some cash investment. There's going to be those struggles and stuff, but you have the opportunities are there. The platforms are there. They're built. They're ready to go for pennies on the dollar. Oh yeah, you are getting exposure that you couldn't. That you were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on an advertising yeah years you can ago. start a business without debt on the business like yeah. i don't there's no overhead like there's things that you can do right now that really have very very minimal and as we talked about like the the recurring theme has always been mm. hard work obviously we keep right. talking about that but that's the investment time mm. energy and effort it's yours like yeah. put it into something and it'll work like if you really believe and you handle all the doubts around it it'll work, but it's time, energy, and effort. You don't always have to go to the bank anymore to get the big loan, to get the building, to get the capital mm. for whatever you need. Man, there's just so much opportunity right now for startups. And yeah. that's exciting for me. That's exciting for me to be a part of. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Adam Gardner, thank you so much for your time. Hello Adorn is uh, is the company. They can find you on the World Wide Web, I'm sure. Absolutely. Where at? HelloAdorn.com. Boom, all over the socials as well. Thank you, man, for the time and the, uh, you know, the encouraging words, I think, for somebody who's just getting started and I, I mentioned we, we got our llc yesterday so we're, yeah, yeah. we're on this like uptick to to launch you know uh, my new line of things and and kind of start down that path and go through those struggles and put in the put in the effort and the energy and the time and it's uh, it's an exciting time because you can even at even at the ripe old age of 39 yeah right wasn't you know, too late right it wasn't <laughs> apparently it wasn't too late because i've i've really never felt and this is i think taking that burden off of the shoulders of having that that job maybe that you got to a point. I, I used to love my job, 100%. Yeah. I, I, I loved aspects of it still when I sure. was let go. But I've never felt better about where I'm at. And that's there's been a lot of support that's gotten us to this point. Yep. But I've never felt better about where I'm at, the direction that my life is going, direction that my you know for my family's sake is going Yeah. because of the opportunities that are out there. And a lot of them we touched on uh, in this podcast. So I, I, I encourage people, if you are... You know, it, it's not for everybody, but if there's something inside of you that's just that's pushing it. You talked about the buddies. I had the same thing that yep. you you get out and you start doing this thing. You start going down your own path, and they go, "Damn, I have an idea too." Damn, you know, yeah. I, this and a lot of times they keep that like it's weird. It's like a weird secret. Like it is. Well, don't yeah. tell anybody that you actually want to be a business owner and start your own beard oil company. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. eight months ago you didn't have a beard. You just wanted <laughs> yeah. one really bad, but now. You know, you you hope that this, you know, people seeing success in your inner circle and as your circle grows, yeah, that others start to go, it's possible. Because if the path has been laid, yeah, and somebody's done it, and many people have done it, yeah, 
it's it's, it's, a, it's a real thing. And if any if someone like me can, you know, turn yeah. from like I talk in a microphone all day and I use yeah. this weird radio voice to <laughs> she some, got a killer radio voice. That's too, right. <laughs> Maybe I should get back in the industry. I'll I'll stick to my my yeah, uh, yeah. my currently non lucrative yeah. podcast uh, hobby. Uh, for for now, but no, it, it, it's it's you, cool, and I I appreciate you having me on, and absolutely. I appreciate you doing this. Like I, I think that's what we need more of is like just doing what you want to do, putting positive content out there, sharing ideas. Like I, I was stoked to be a part of this, and I appreciate the opportunity. I think it's really cool. Awesome, man. We'll have you back on some sometime soon. How's that sound? Perfect. Sounds good. That was good. Thanks, Adam Gardner. Hello, Adorn. And again, check out the show notes. We got links to the Hello Adorn website. You can check out what Adam and his wife got going on over there thank you so much for listening to the welcome to cooperville podcast as always i appreciate each and every one of you for listening for consistently listening for sharing the podcast with your friends it really means the world to me uh to help spread the message to help spread like wildfire if you uh if you are listening and you're not subscribed to whatever platform that you're on if you're listening on your iphone or your android device maybe your tablet or wherever you're you know alexa Please make sure that you are subscribing. That way, every time we drop a new episode and they've been coming in hot as of late, you'll get a notification on your device that lets you know that there's a new one ready to listen. I know you're all over the socials because I am all over the socials and you can follow the program and all the things that we have going on, all the intricacies and behind the scenes stuff from the show. It's riveting. Uh, Social media, we are on uh, Facebook, we are on Twitter and Instagram. So make sure you like, follow and subscribe and make sure you get all those uh, details and insights and pictures and crazy stuff that we're doing last but not least do have to say a big thank you out to nick and the holistic remedies crew on the world wide web at holisticremedies.net your cbd needs your full spectrum needs they got all that stuff and you get 10 percent off your order if you use the promo code cooper at checkout that's holisticremedies.net thank you again so much for cranking up the welcome to cooperville podcast new episode coming very very soon otherwise always a good opportunity to catch up on previous episodes thank you so much go get after it